thanks for tuning in to Seeker. So let's everybody warm up, get to it. Hey, so it's the Seeker clan. You haven't heard from us from quite a while. And um, it's not because of our fault, except for the fact that we haven't um, done it. So other than that, it's, uh, it's not our fault. But uh, we have done some videos. We tried video, uh, video casting a little bit to um, varying success. But anyways, um, we're, uh, we're going to put out some more podcasts. So this is popping up in your feed again after a long dormant period. And, um, but tonight, we just wanted to get going really bad. But Julian is out. And so uh, Daniel's here as usual. And then uh, his wife, Suzanne, is joining us um, to kick off the discussion and um, just be part of the conversation with us. So, um, hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. We're trying to go on to this new format since we can't really, like, be recording in person like we normally do. It might sound a little bit different. And uh, we're trying to do this, like, virtual audio recording thing. And so that's why Daniel's microphone sounds a little, a little bit less than perfect. But we're not going to make fun of him for, for that. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's good to have you guys on. Yeah, it's good to, good be, to be here. here with you, bud. Sweet. Okay. It's weird that we can't see each other. Mm, it is a little bit weird. We'll get used to it. Yeah. Some of our cues are going to be funny. Just remember the days when you used to do phone calls with actual like voices and stuff? Um, it'll be like that, where you had to try and interpret people's emotions. It's super retro. <laughs> super retro. When you would hold the phone up to your ear instead of hitting it with your thumbs. Can I yell at my mom to get off the line? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Call waiting. <laughs> oh, All right. So, I picked um, a good one out for us tonight. It's one of Paul's prayers um, for the church. It's Ephesians chapter 1. And um, we're looking at 16 through um, 19. Cool. Maybe more than that, but... At least that much so far. Sweet. Do you want me to read it? Sure. Okay. Uh, this is ESV version. So it says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might? Ah. Actually, just read all of it through 23. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, where did I, where, okay, so verse 20. That he worked in Christ... When he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. 
For he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Paul did love a run-on sentence. <laughs> he did. <laughs> hey, you know, it's in, in, the, in the Greek language, they didn't have punctuation, so it's our fault that we didn't know where to put periods. <laughs> so I chose this tonight um, because I'm, I've been thinking a lot about the ways that we pray and that we pray for each other, especially. And so, um, like, I know Daniel and I personally have been looking at a lot of prayers in Scripture and how, you know, the Spirit inspired people to pray. So this is one, they're just looking at what he prayed for the church. And it, it, it doesn't even say anything about Sister So-and-So surgery in it. So, hmm. um, Good point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the jumping off point, I guess, is how how Paul prayed for for other Christians. Nice. When you think about all all the things Paul could have prayed about for the church, right? If he's asking God to bless his church, um, what Paul prays for is uh, wisdom knowledge and understanding. He wants them, his prayer is that they know God better. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Yeah, definitely there's finding, finding that relationship and understanding what that relationship is. It's super powerful. Well, and because you, to, to become the church, right? You have to know that, number one, a relationship can exist and that you're part of it, right? Because Acts 2.47, the Lord adds to the church those who are being saved. There's two big things from that, right? From that, that verse in Acts is that, number one, who are the saved? And number two, what does God do with you when you're saved? He doesn't just park you in a holding cell until you die so that you can go to heaven. He puts you someplace. He adds you to his church. And so once we're there, right, that's the relationship that we have. So what Paul wants for the, for the church is depth, right? That's really what he's going for here. He wants their relationship to flourish. And the way that that happens is by knowing who God is better, knowing more about who he is, about what he wants for us, about what he did through his son and what he does through us. Um, it's, Paul's prayers for the churches really deserve a lot of our time and attention um, because, you know, he could have prayed for for anything. He could have, you know, asked God to ease their suffering, to remove the persecution they were under, to uh, bring them in more Gentiles or whatever. And what he specifically targets is their, is their increase of their knowledge of God. Absolutely. And then he puts a, a ton of context onto like the power of Jesus at the same time, mm. you know, he's, he's talking about, he wants people to um, have wisdom and 
and to be able to have revelation in the knowledge of him and then have the hearts enlightened, like all these things. Um, but then he kind of goes into expand on it, which is the run on sentence part where he talks about the immeasurable greatness of his power. And um, I think that's, that's really cool. Uh, to me, it's, it's mind boggling to think about this, that um, where does it say that? Um, let's see. Oh yeah. He says in verse 22, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is the body. And I think I've, I've probably heard this a billion times where it's like God is, or, you know, Jesus is like the head of the church and then we're the body. I think I've heard that before, but for some reason reading it in this context, I feel like it's, uh, I, I guess maybe before I'm used to just thinking of it in terms of it being just more like, you know, uh, a president, you know, like uh, a figure who's just in power of, but not, I don't know, to me this reads now in this context as like we are all connected inseparably, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. separate the head from the body. Like we're just so united and, and Jesus is the head, but we're the body. I mean, how important is that, that we're the body? Do we understand how important of a role that we have as the body? It's crazy. Right. Well, in like the end of that sentence, the, the, the fullness of him who fills all in all, like we fill it out, we fill out that body and we create the fullness of God's plan. Um, and I just think when, like when we talk about going to church, you know, and things like that, that it doesn't, we don't, we're not reaching for all of this, right? That that we're inextricably linked to each other and to Jesus and that we like are the fullness of this, this plan that God had and that we are the fullness of Jesus' body on earth, like, and the implications of that. Well, Jesus, Jesus himself says the same thing with a different metaphor, right? In John 15, he compares the relationship of a vine to the branches. When he says, abide in me and I in you, it's, we're that closely knit, like a vine connected, like a branch connected to the vine, like an arm connected to the body. We're that closely, um, we're that closely connected, not only to Christ, but also to the Father, and not only to the Father, but also to the church. Um, and I think you're right, Jesse, that we, we maybe we don't, and Suzanne, that we don't necessarily kind of, it's, it's easy to overlook the richness of this, uh, the vitality that goes into this the strength that we draw from this, um, all these metaphors kind of point to that same, that same interconnectedness that we share. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about John 15 also when, uh, mm. when you brought that up. That's so cool. Um, especially where it says, um, uh, where does it say? Oh yeah. It says, in verse 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can remix that on the podcast. R-r-r-r-r. 
nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That really doesn't leave anything out, you know? Like, yeah. It's not, I'm pretty decent without Jesus, but he makes me better. It's, I can do nothing without him. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, oh man, yeah, I'm so, I, I get myself most of the way there, but if, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't get pushed over the finish line. No, no, if, if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't even be a race course. Right. Right. <laughs> Flat on your face before the starting line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and Jesse, you touched on this a little bit, but um, that idea of where that power comes from. Um, and maybe it would be worth deferring that to the end, but the, we really want to think about what specific power uh, Paul is referring to in 19 and 20. Um, because that's the that's that's the the source of where we get the the strength to do all these things. Um, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, where does that come from? It comes from the power Paul's talking about right here. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of get into that. But um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> I don't know. You diverted from somewhere, but. I'm not I sure stalled what. Out at, I stalled out at the starting line. <laughs> oh boy! Try. Where the power is coming from? Do you want yes. to go there? I guess we should, since I derailed everything. Well, I guess maybe before before we go yeah. there, since Daniel's wanting to postpone just a tad, um, <laughs> I, I think this is just so powerful for people that don't know Christ or don't know Jesus to think like, and when they say, "What's the big deal about Jesus?" Um, I know he must have been a great guy. You guys talk about him a lot. Um, son of God, okay. But what does that mean? And, um, and to say that, you know, that you don't even have a place to start without him. I think that's a good place for people to kind of come to terms with what the good news of the gospel is. Because otherwise, I mean, we're so ingrained with this idea of, you know, we can just you know, just do things on our own, um, be very self-centered. Um, it's about me now and I got to take care of myself and make sure. And, um, you know, and, and learning who Jesus is, you realize, um, you know, in that conversation that, you know, apart from him, you can do nothing. Now, of course you can do all sorts of cool things uh, in the world. Like you can, you know, climb Mount Everest or whatever you want to do, like some epic thing, right. You can do stuff, but the, lifetime on this earth is only how long, right? And then what, 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 what next? What's after that? So I think it's pretty humbling when you think about the fact that if someone is asking, which actually I had someone at work a couple years ago, I, I tried to invite this girl to, um, like we we're doing this meetup Bible study thing. And I tried to invite her. She was new on our team. And, um, you know, she was trying to meet new people in the area. She'd moved to Seattle area and whatnot. And so I was like, hey, just come to this meetup with us. And um, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm moving. I'm kind of wanting to have a fresh start on things. I want to kind of re-explore my spirituality. And all this stuff sounded great. And um, she went to, I think, like two of the meetups with us, like on two different weeks. And then, uh, you know, we were walking somewhere. And she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. And um, I was asking her about it. I said, "What? how come? And she said, well, you guys were talking about Jesus and 
you, you know, you would read a verse and you'd be like, oh man, like, isn't that amazing? You know, the power of Jesus. And you guys would kind of all go on and kind of go all gaga over the verse. But I don't know why that matters. Like, why is that? Like, to me, I just don't get it. Like, what is such a big deal? And, um, and to her, it felt like she was on the outside of that conversation because she just didn't get the power of Jesus. Um, which, you know, coming in from no background in it, I it totally makes sense. People like, will p- pick up the smallest verse and, and, you know, talk about how amazing it is because it is in certain context. But mm-hmm. um, that was enough to get her kind of lost out of the whole conversation. She didn't go back to any more meetups and I was hoping to be able to maybe do like one-on-one Bible study or something, but just nothing ever worked again. And so I've, I've always remembered that because I've, I've, I decided I've got to figure out some better way if that happens again to get in front of a, <laughs> a departure. Um, right. You know what I mean? Like, cause like you only get one chance with people sometimes. And um, it's like the verse that says to always have a ready defense. Um, and so I felt like I, I thought I had more time than I had that I could work on it later. And it just never came. Um, but this, this whole Thanksgiving and prayer, I I think it just does a pretty good job at setting the stage to some extent, but there's so much more that we could even say. Well, I think that that's one of the, um, uh, Satan's best tools against Jesus is to make him a really nice guy. Yeah. You know? Because, like, I know lots of really nice guys, and I even know some, like, great guys who would do anything for you, Um, but I'm not going to worship them, you know? I'm not going to devote my life to them, and I'm not certainly not going to die to myself in their honor, you know? And so I think that that's, like, our culture and Christian culture especially, you know, Jesus is just this really nice guy who did nice things for people, you know? And, um, but if you look at this, like verse, um, was it 19, the immeasurable greatness of his power that he worked through Christ when he raised him through the dead and he seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. I mean, this is like sweeping, majestic, gigantic language about the power of Christ. And, um, I don't know that we can communicate it to someone who's not open to hearing that right but like probably like this friend of yours has never read this particular prayer before you know right and so i just um and to go back to what daniel was talking about earlier like that power are we ready to go there is the power of the resurrection right Mm -hmm. and um not just resurrection from the dead in in the end of all things, but the resurrection of our dead sinful selves into holy selves that can that, that can walk with God in this life, you know. Exactly. And, and um, that's amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. That's yeah. really exciting, and it's huge. It's huge. But I don't like. I don't know how to express that to someone who doesn't who doesn't get it. It's hard, isn't it? Because it's one of those things that when you're in it, some like you, it's so immense that you have to kind of step back from it sometimes and really think like, this is, I have died with Christ. 
That's like what Paul says in Galatians. I have been crucified with Christ. So then what? Well, then you've got this power, this specific resurrection power working in your life to change you and to make you into something different, something that you weren't before. Because what were you before? Right? Paul's about to spend a whole chapter of this book, a whole giant section of this letter telling us what we were. We were dead. We were disobedient. We were uh, children of wrath. We were just like everybody else. No different whatsoever. Aliens, strangers, without hope, and without God. But that's, that's what we've been changed from. And that's what makes this so amazing. And that's why those of us who have been changed by the gospel look back at this and say, Wow! And that's why those who haven't been changed yet can sometimes struggle with this idea. I think what you like what you were witnessing with your friend Jesse was absolutely how it works. Um, because she didn't know uh, within herself, in her own life, um, what the hope to which we have been called is, what the riches of his inheritance are, what the greatness of his power toward us, the resurrection power, is in our lives. She didn't know. And it was so it was hard for her. And so um, maybe this section of Ephesians isn't the best place to go <laughs> to learn about Jesus, but it's got to start somewhere, right? And why not start it with the resurrection? Because that's where, that's where the source of the wow comes from. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. I think, you know, my, my biggest regret is that I didn't just go all in on it in the moment and try and expand on the, you know, Christ, yeah. like what, what he's done for us. Because I think we don't want to come across as like a kind of a weirdo. You know, we don't be like, well, the reason Jesus is such a big deal is because um, he died for us. We, you know, we were born um, and uh, we had no hope. And then he came and died for us. And then he was resurrected. And now, because of his blood, we have the chance for eternal life in heaven. And pretty, you know, like, it just, like, it sounds amazing to say that, but to someone that doesn't know it, I feel like I'm going to sound like, you know, like, I, I need a pair of Nikes and a roll of quarters or something if I'm talking to her, you know, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but what was the end result of not talking to well, her? Well, that's exactly the, my point. Yeah, my point is, like, I, I don't be afraid. Like, it's. Uh, you know, it's an amazing thing. If you might only get one chance ever, yeah, you gotta, you gotta just go for it. And um, you know, obviously, you can work on your approach to make it not as, um, you know, to make it as um, friendly to hear as possible. But at the same time, I don't know that Jesus was concerned about his message being like friendly to the hear. I mean, there's plenty of people. I don't know, man. Yeah. The older I get, the more willing to be a weirdo I am. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, I'll be a weirdo for much less than Jesus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're weirdos about a lot of things. Wait. <laughs> I was just being a weirdo at Costco today. <laughs> and no, Daniel, I was like, Daniel's like, you know you're in public, right? <laughs> and I was like, what do I care? You know, like these people, they'll either be amused or annoyed, right? But, and that was over something that was ridiculous. Like, I'm not even going to repeat it. It was so ridiculous. But, like, 
And I think about that sometimes. So I got no problem being a weirdo for ridiculous things. But like, why? Because I'm like you, Jesse. I balk. I'm like, I'm going to sound like some kind of freaky holy roller. You right, know? Right. Like, this is going to be the end of all conversations I ever have with this person if I say this, because they're going to be like, what? <laughs> right. But then, but that doesn't stop me when I'm talking about other random things, you know? Yeah, right. yeah, that's true. You can be like, hey, this is me. I'm going to embrace me. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think, but see, you hit it right there, right? Because it's like the passage that Daniel brought up earlier is that it's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. Yeah. And so honestly, that is really what I try to think is like, this is me. This is Jesus living in me. So I'm going to let my Jesus freak flag show because that's me now. <laughs> like, Yeah. Absolutely. Because that is supposed to be me. That's who's supposed to be living in there, you know? Yeah. And so, I don't know, in some way, that helps me get my head around it because it's just like, it's just who I am, you know? Take me or leave me. Well, and being a Christian should I, should stand out. I think there's other scriptures that we could point to. I don't remember them off the top of my head, so if someone wants to bail me out, <laughs> that'd be awesome. But uh, there, there's other scriptures that, you know, basically, you know, we're, we're not going to be conformed to this world, right? We're going to be set apart. We're going to look different. Um, and we're going to be enemies of the world. And so I think the very fact that we feel like we need to blend into the world and not be, you know, the crazy person just shows how comfortable we've gotten in the world. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Which I'm pointing at myself as I say this, you know. But, it, you know, it's, um, yeah, so we have to be bold. And, and this is what Paul's prayers are. He's, you know, he prays for, for boldness. He prays for people to have, like, the wisdom and the revelation and knowledge of him. Like, he's praying for these core principles. You know, I'm praying for, like, hey, I hope so-and-so, you know, is able to find that job. You know, that's a great thing to pray for, right? But, um, but am, I, am, am I praying for, the, you know, their wisdom? Am I praying for them to really have a deeper knowledge of, of Jesus because of these trials? I mean, like, what, you know, I think maybe this is, I like this passage. It's making me rethink re what my prayer should be about. Right? That's kind of what we've been up against here these last several months. It's just like kind of reading through these to be like, what am I praying for? Jesse, here's a verse for you. First Peter 2, 9 in the King James Version is why I like this. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that you should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light of that, that you're a peculiar people hmm. and corinthians 5 were ministers of reconciliation and ambassadors for christ yeah that's a good point when you say ambassador for christ i mean we hear that word thrown out a lot as well but i mean that's a job like that's that's a person's job i mean that's a full-time gig mm-hmm. right By the way, a minute yeah, ago, I, I thought I heard a cat. Was there was there a party mac attack? Oh, there is a party mac attack. Did you hear him? <laughs> I heard a little. <laughs> He's up here sitting on me. <laughs> well, tell party mac I say hi. 
too bad we don't have video. He would say hi. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Nice. Party Mac attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just thinking about Paul's prayers in general and the 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 fire with which he prayed for the churches and for the saints is it's it's really inspiring to go through and to read uh, the the things that was on Paul's mind as he thought about the church and what the church was and who we are in the church. Um, it's it's pretty exciting to read those things and then to really kind of put ourselves in those places. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think this is a good verse, Suzanne. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> I was a little worried to do it because it's a run-on sentence, but I think we did all right. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Okay, cool. Well, I think that that's. I don't have anything else to go over with it. Do you guys? I mean, we could end it here. We could talk about it for another five hours. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. I think this is a good stopping point because yeah. otherwise we're about to dig in because I'm all over above every name that's named. <laughs> okay. Maybe so, that'll be for another it. week. Yeah. We'll save that one maybe. Nice. Cool. All right. All right well, um, I hope uh, that you're um, happy to see another episode of ours back in your uh, podcasting feed. And um, we're going to, um, we're trying to figure out what format to do going forward. We might end up switching back to just going into a book and going through a book. Um, or it might be um, kind of like, you know, pick a theme for a month or so and kind of just hit it and then go on to a new theme. Um, so we're trying to figure out what to do. So pray for us in that, that we do whatever is most effective for God. A and little bit in flux, but we're excited about, uh, about getting back to it. Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone has any recommendations uh, for what they would like to see, Hit us up on what is the best Suzanne Facebook or Instagram? Facebook or Instagram. I found the passwords. We're back on Instagram. <laughs> okay, we're back on the gram. <laughs> How do they find us at Facebook or Instagram? Seeker Podcast. It's at Seeker Podcast. All righty. So hit us up. Just let us know uh, what's going on. Give us some love. If you have any thoughts on what direction you want to see us go, then uh, yeah, definitely we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Yep, be a freak this week. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Freak week. All right. (laughs) Have a good one, guys. All right, good night. Bye, everybody.